Robbie, Empty Black. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. We know we didn't have Eric here, but it sounds like we sound like a boy band if you say our names. Eric, Robbie, Rob sounds like a '90s rapper. It's so yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Eric couldn't couldn't make it, um, but I appreciate you guys being here. You guys have always been super supportive of Slightly Fuzz on Instagram, and I always appreciate that. And uh, I'm stoked to finally get you on here. You guys got some music coming out, and I'm glad to have you on. You're also on on Shane's label, The Dregs. And he's been on the podcast already, and he's a cool dude. So uh, I'm glad he connected all the dots here. And here you are on Slightly Fuzz Podcast. Glad to be here, man. Thank you for having us. God, he was so stoned on your podcast, too. He was just, like, talking to (laughs) this this flat affect. He's like, yeah, man. It's like, (laughs) man, he's way nicer. He's way more fun to talk to than that. You think so? I don't. I don't know him. The only time I, I I really ever talked to him was there, and then I've seen him like in his stories a couple times, and he does seem a little bit more outgoing in his stories than he did on the podcast. Although I, I had a blast with him. There, <laughs> nothing against. He was, how he, was nervous, he was nervous, or he was on that wizard pipe thing beforehand. <laughs> how did you guys uh, end up with with Shane and the Dregs Records? Oh man, I, it's it's kind of a. I guess it's a weird story. I feel like we ended up on there on accident because Drug Sauna wanted to do a split with us. Oh, really? Yeah, Shane reached out to us and he was like, hey, I got this band Drug Sauna. They want to do a split with you dudes. Uh, Do you want to do that? And we're like, yeah. And then he he went to talk to Drug Sauna and they were like, yeah, we want to do our own thing first. (laughs) (laughs) And we were like, Oh, okay. He's like, so do you guys want to put out an EP? And we're like, okay. So I, you know, I hope he liked us before that, but it's, <laughs> it's just going to end up like, like, cause we were the last band on the label and then it kind of stopped after that. But, um, I think it was, how did you guys know drugs on it or how did they know you? Internet. <laughs> Honestly, when uh when well this is kind of your first EP that's coming out, right? I mean you had a couple singles up maybe at that point or all we had up no. all we had available for listening at that point was some bandcamp crappy recordings and some the stuff that we were posting on Instagram, like iPhone recordings of practice and stuff like that. So when Robbie started talking to them and he came to the pra- he came to practice and told us they were interested in us and people were asking questions i was like first of all like people know who we are like (laughs) like like that that was the first surprise to me let alone dudes in canada and boston yeah yeah they called them uh they're like sick ghetto blaster recordings and i was (laughs) like thanks so uh yeah that's they they reached out to us i think kind of happened the same way you know we we met you it was like we just we try to be as a positive online presence, whatever yeah. that means, and support other bands. Um, where I come from, it's really uh, like a competition, and it sucked. I hated it so much. So when I when we started doing this, I was like, I'm just gonna pump other bands up because there's what none of us are gonna make money. So so I mean, and the one that does, like, why would you not high five them? Like, good for them. So <laughs> yeah, uh, we're just. I think it just came from that pumping other bands up, people up who are doing a thing. Like Shane was like, Hey, I got this money. I'm going to start a label. It's like, awesome, dude. Like that. We need more of that. 
Um, and so I think people just found us that way. Um, and I guess we don't totally suck. So that helps too, right? It's definitely a plus, yeah. yeah. People are stoked. I'm stoked. The people are stoked. <laughs> and it's like um, going back to like uh, whatever they heard before we put out this EP, you know, they were listening to like the worst recordings. So in my head, I was like, if you like that, you're going to love when we actually record it. <laughs> like for right. real. Yeah, no shit. Well, I, I have a, a couple quick questions just to uh, to break the ice, as they say, to, to get to know you guys real quick. They're stupid, but it'll be fun. Yeah, we're stupid. All right. <laughs> All right, you can include Eric in this. You can speak for Eric also, okay? That's easy. Who's the funniest <laughs> in the band? Who's the funniest? Uh, raw. I don't know. I think Eric. Eric's a goddamn spazoid, man. Eric will freak out over the weirdest shit, you know? Like for no reason. We're I don't talking know. About, we're talking about know. lights. Like we need cool lights for our show in our group text. And he's like, What? Why? No. Stop it. This is too much. You guys are doing too much. We're like, you're spitballing ideas, man. You know, we're trying to evolve. He's like, oh, this works. I don't see I don't see any reason why we need to do that. No. <laughs> so, so so I don't know if I would consider that funny. It, it's funny for you guys. He's not necessarily Hilarious. a funny person. It's it's a funny dynamic because he has this like spaz moments where like the next day he'll be like, you know what? That was actually a pretty good idea. I don't know why I acted like that. <laughs> He's like, Who's the loudest? Who's the loudest person? Rob. <laughs> like our voice or like our instruments? No, not your instruments. Just no. the, the loudest personality. <laughs> it's Rob. That's why Rob. I was like, you need, you need, a, you need more than just me on. Cause we're all different, and and Rob's the fun one. Like Rob's the dude. That, <laughs> if you want to sell shirts, you show up with Rob, right? Like, because I'm like a. There's that meme, uh, the dude that played Freddie Mercury, and then he's like him singing, and then it's like me at the show, and then me after the show, and it's him <laughs> a robot, and he's all like, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. me. I'm just I'm such an introvert. Like I like people, but I don't I don't know how to like mingle. So I'll just sit at the merch table and then Rob's like, come get a shirt. What's up? I know everybody in here. All the drummers. Why do drummers know everybody? Yeah. The drummers are either crazy and don't talk to anybody or they're like the party fun dude and Rob's the party fun dude. And Eric's a spaz. So that's why <laughs> we think he's the funniest. Cause yeah. He's the funniest to us. Yeah. 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 Who's the most metal? Uh, None of us. <laughs> I think uh, it'd be either Robbie because of like his stance and how he plays. He'll like make himself bleed and shit from playing his bass. <laughs> or Eric because he plays his guitar with only five strings. <laughs> and he even pulls out the tuning peg from the sixth string. Yeah. That's like that's pretty metal. That's like some extra shit, you know? That is some extra yeah. shit. It's like, how low do you tune? Well, I don't have an E string, so what is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got this finger and no E string. What is that? Yeah. That's pretty, pretty who's the who's the smelliest? Who smells the worst? Probably me. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. It depends where I'm coming from, but I work long hours and you know after the gig. After the gig, I'm definitely the sweatiest. For sure. Yeah. So, Who's the smartest? 
this guy. Oh, this guy right here, Robbie. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, like, all kinds of typos in it. Uh, I just find it funny that you're like a smart dude and you can't type. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that is either. I, th- I don't know if you know this, but you know, Robbie's a fucking professor. Oh yeah, PhD, a pretty huge wow. dick, but he's also pretty smart. <laughs> no, but for real, he's actually a professor. He's like, yeah, and shit. Professor of, I'm a professor of special education. Not specialized working with kids with emotional behavior disorders in like cool. justice. Wow! All right, you are the smartest. <laughs> I don't. I, you know, I had a, a advisor who said people with PhDs aren't the smartest. They just put up with the most bullshit. Because people who are actually smart don't do all that work. So I was like, oh, you got a point. Um, so I know a lot about like one thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. This is the last question. You can take it literally or figuratively. Who's got the biggest balls? I don't know. I've seen Rob in those tiny shorts. <laughs> Does that mean I don't have the biggest balls? I don't know. They're pretty. They're pretty. He's a pretty. <laughs> He's saying that because he's seen my balls through my shorts. Yeah, they're huge. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Right on. Good to know. (laughs) Figuratively would be Eric. He's a, he freaks out on everything. I don't think he's, he doesn't think about what's happening as he's doing it. He's like telling us stories about how he gets pissed at people in restaurants and stuff. I'm like, you know, you should like chill out, dude, before you get stabbed somewhere. He's like, I'm not scared. I'm like, okay, well, you guys are I in Atlanta too, right? And you yeah. get <laughs> you can you can definitely get stabbed in Atlanta. Uh, you get shot before you get stabbed here. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> the highest murder in the country. <laughs> That's any better. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh that's what you call uh when your balls get bigger than your brain. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was nervous when you took them on a rap video. I was like, Are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we uh we worked a rap music video recently together. I'm a lighting guy out here, so I brought him oh, on. Oh, really? With, yeah, I brought him on with me for a day of work, and uh, you know, it was, it was a good time. <laughs> Are you a, a a fan of rap or just a just a job? Yeah, yeah. I, I listen to all kinds of music, especially living in Atlanta. <laughs> you know, it's I respect the culture and everything. It's a part of the city, you know. It's For sure, it's a big part, yeah. So when we pulled up, I, you know, usually when you work these gigs, you don't know what the client is until you show up, mm. or you know. So I showed up and see these like old Chevy Chevelle and a fucking Camaro sitting on like twenty-four inch rims. One's orange, one's blue. And I was like, oh, so I guess we're doing a trap video today. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. You work with anybody? well-known or anybody cool or yeah that, i mean honestly these these new artists are so new like i'm not really up to speed that one was for an artist named summer walker uh who is on the radio i did another music video for coil array who was also on the radio but <laughs> i mainly do film tv work feature films and episodics and such so awesome. the, the music videos are kind of like random here and there when I get the call. My wife did uh Playboy Cardi. And so there's just like this whole 
like we're, we're like in the trap genre but now there's like this goth rap genre and he's like a vampire dude he's got the coolest black metal merch i've ever seen in my life and i was trying to get i was like i gotta get some of these shirts but i don't have 90 like i I wish, yeah. I wish we could sell our t-shirts for $95. Just yeah, $95 for a shirt? Kanye West type shit. Yeah, yeah. And they're all sold out. You can't get anything. But yeah. like, Holy they're, shit. Yeah, they're super black metal. Like, they look like... But he's a rapper, you said? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Between <laughs> that or, like, the SoundCloud, like, the the, I guess, the emo white kid rappers that are here. That yeah, there's a lot of that, like, SoundCloud... Like early two thousands hot topic aesthetic with a SoundCloud rapper kind of vibe. I don't fully understand it, but hey man, it's I don't want to sound like an old man, but I don't know any of this new shit. Like I like rap, all right. I like like underground hip hop and like classic shit. I don't I haven't recognized the fucking name in like ten years. Yeah. That's why when you ask me like about music videos, if I work with anybody you know, like I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't know it if I did. <laughs> I got to know them that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest, you could just go to the mall. There'll be three videos being shot if you just walk around with iPhones and stuff like that. Like yeah. everybody's shooting video. It's 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 yeah. it's so interesting. Um, stunting at the mall. It's fun to watch. I saw the other day somebody posted. Uh, it was like a car crash, and I think there's a car on fire. <laughs> and somebody decided to do an impromptu verse. You know, it's like his homie's like got the iPhone out, and dude's like doing his thing on the curb with the car burning in the back. And honestly, it's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> awesome, yeah. It's kind of awesome. Gorilla, gorilla filmmaking. Well, oh, dude, look at this fucking six car pileup. Let's shoot a metal video. You can't do that. <laughs> Speaking of some metal videos, we should play your video. Oh, so everyone can get an idea of the music that we're actually talking to, talking about, rather. Yeah. And uh, then we can talk about the EP a little bit. Okay. Talk about I'm the, good. The video that came before this video, if you want to. <laughs>
That was hogtied. That <laughs> yeah. is a terrifying, <laughs> terrifying music video. We watched the whole thing. <laughs> where, I, where, who made this music video? Uh, my wife and I did. Where, where did all this footage come from? The internet. <laughs> Do you know all these these films and stuff that you took stuff from, or um, most of them? Because um, they we, look they look awesome. They look like they have got to be just insanely either bad or insanely good horror movies. Yeah, most of them are um, a bit of both. So uh, background. So this it, you need context, I guess. So my wife, um, she's a baker now. But prior to this, she was an effects makeup artist. Um, and so we've always enjoyed like horror movies and effects and things like that. So that was kind of the, the idea behind Hogtide was like, what if we made a video of just people freaking out to the song? Like that just seemed cool because everybody's videos were, I don't know, biker-ish things. And I was like, well, it's not really like, I mean, Rob's a biker, but I'm a nerd. So that doesn't fit. So um so we we had that idea and we just looked up movies that we knew where we could find cool yeah. freakouts but we wanted like vintagey stuff like because they have the best um like close-ups of people screaming because they didn't they weren't so overtly effects heavy so they would go more with like i don't know good acting and they you know you um, make you feel what the person saw even though you couldn't see it so we kind of went we went for that aesthetic but before we did that we hired a dude to make us a video and that's, I'm not going to say who it was because they're doing a lot of videos for people. And that's cool if that's what people are into. But we asked for just that. I was like, Hey, we want vintage horror freakouts, like people freaking out to the song. And we want, um, we don't want to see any monsters or anything like that. You know, like, cause so if you notice that, like you don't see other than the one clip from the guy from Return of the Living Dead, we left it all out. Cause it was like, they're freaking out to the song. He was like, yeah, cool. And then he sent us the brutalist shit we've ever seen. <laughs> we did not know what to do. Cause we paid him. Yeah, and we were like, it was pretty, uh, like, like we wanted like a level of disturbing, but it was like, we wanted more campy, you know, like, yeah. Like implied horror type shit. This was like like real like fucked up dark shit. It's like women getting snatched by the throat and shit, and then like switch cut to another scene of a chick tied up screaming. I was like, oh man, that's a lot. Of- <laughs> Rob, yes. Rob, Rob's feedback was like, can you make it less rapey? <laughs> and I, and I, I didn't mean to like offend him or nothing because you know, dude did he 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 did you know he cranked it out quick and it was put together well. But the content was a little, a little rough. Yeah, people were like getting killed with drills and shit, and like, and <laughs> it, it was. And I, I now thinking back, is like you know, part of it you, you can't always place blame on. Like maybe I wasn't specific enough about like what we wanted. Um, but he, I think he took hogtied like the song title literally where our yeah. song titles are just placeholders they mean nothing they're just stupid 
things. Like I was writing a song today and J- Jasmine, my wife, she's like, you should call that song Free Britney. And I was like, done. Let's <laughs> call Free Britney. And then that Rob's not gonna like that. So I'll just call it Meth Tooth or something. Uh, <laughs> like they're just song, they're just names. Um, yeah. We well, in 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 their defense, you know, there's plenty of bands that that would want the most brutal possible shit ever. So you yeah. Know. So yeah, so we're like metal band hog tie. He's like, yeah, I'm get him. They're like pictures of chicks all tied up getting murdered, and I was like, I remember when I didn't ask for that though. <laughs> there is some disturbing shit in your video though. Like I love, I love that like. Before, like, like real, like, digital special effects and shit, like, when they would show, like, the skin, like, melting off the body and stuff, I love that shit, man. It's, it's just so gnarly. It looks so much more fucked up than, like, the special effects of today, you know? It's, it's too real today, where, where 30, 40 years ago, whatever, just looked just gnarly as shit. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark, when they open the covenant, and then their Nazi faces all melt, and you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's his name that did um fuck I don't I don't know my homework that well but uh Harry Hausen or uh the special effects guy that did like the skeletons marching with the you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I don't know the name of the guy, but you're talking about like uh Clash of the Titans and stuff, or are you talking about um Army of Darkness? Army of Darkness, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think his name's like something Harry Hausen or I don't know. People watching her and be like, dude, this is an easy one. What the fuck? You Hausner. But I love that shit. So when I was watching your guys' video, I was like, yes, <laughs> I love that kind of like era of horror, you know. Practical effects. Yeah. It's, you know, a lost art form. Well, trying not to get it lost, you know. There's a lot of people that are still doing that shit around town. Yeah. Cool. It's cool to see. There's that. definitely a place for it. People love that that kind of stuff, and it get, kind of comes back in in the fashion, you know. As as people, there's like there's like a subculture for it, and they're interested in it, you know. Well, they noticed that when they when it swung the other way to like all digital stuff, like when you get the early 2000s, it's just terrible. That you need a happy medium of both. That both yeah. really work well together. So there's a lot of really cool practical things that they do together that they do shot on a green screen or they'll like have like green bits in parts of the makeup so that that part they can do digital, but the rest you get the real effect. Mm. So it's really calm. It, it's, they found this happy medium where they don't like completely replace it. Um, yeah. um, you know, Marvel movies and stuff like that. Even Marvel movies, they do a lot of really cool practical effects. Like I haven't seen a Marvel movie in like 15 years. Well, maybe you're missing out. Yeah, am I? I mean, I'm I'm probably right there with you. Maybe and you're all missing out. Most of them are made like down the street <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at Marvel Studios in Pinewood, down the street. Well, no, I mean, yeah, but by Marvel movies, I mean like any superhero movie. I think like I'll watch like Batman movies when they come out, but that's about it. I haven't watched any Spider-Man, Hulk, Avengers, Fantastic Four. Any X Men, any of it? They got Superman. a, they got a She Hulk now. Oh, all right. Oh yeah. <laughs> there was always a She Hulk. She Hulk. Always yeah. been a She Hulk. Yeah. You're like they make enough money. They're not having my money. Yeah, I don't know. I just never been into it. I guess. 
Yeah, same. Not a, not a fanboy. But but to, to to kind of the same point though is like the Batman movies are sometimes kind of gritty, whereas it seems like the Fantastic Four or whatever the fuck is like they're meant for like ten year olds or something and can't do it. <laughs> it's like it's like sitting through a two hour long pop song. Yeah. I know. Well, yeah. I and I watched the Joker, uh, the and I was watching. I was like, um, this is kind of scary. Like, this is white male rage. <laughs> this is, this is, yeah, that wasn't even like a like a superhero movie at all. It was just like no. how this fucked up dude is <laughs> fucked up dude. And I was like, I don't. I think the wrong person sees this movie, and that's not good. Um, and, yeah. It wasn't as great. A, I think everybody's like, they're going to make this really great, bold statement about mental health. And I was like, they did not do that. They, they meant they made a bold statement about uh, rage and what that's turned into. I was like, this is a little scary. I didn't read that much into it, but I, you know. Well, I have a PhD. So <laughs> yeah. So. Pretty huge dude. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let him know. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> okay, you're right. <laughs> Point taken. I know some things. <laughs> I agree, though. I think that's why, like, some of those movies, I don't even like the same. When I watch that, I'm like, why am I watching this? This is making me so uncomfortable. Yeah, this is yeah. not spend my time watching this shit. Some yeah. really disturbing shit all the time. You know. So, all right, let's get back. Let's get back to the, the music. Oh, yeah, all right, yeah. Back to Empty Black. Okay. So, you guys are an instrumental band. Mm-hmm. How, why? why? Was it because you just were like instrumental music is what we're into? This is what we're gonna do. No one wanted to sing. You couldn't find a singer. How was that decision made? I think um, all of those things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we. I think Eric was gonna sing at first. He was like, "I want to do this, man." And I was like, "Okay, can you like, can you do it?" He's like, "I don't know. I, I can do it." <laughs> like, I'm not very convinced by your. I don't know. I can do it. Uh, so we always we wrote songs that we just didn't even think about it at first. We didn't, you know, we were playing. We didn't know how many members we were gonna have. We just started. To, to do that and then and then just you know to to fill space we would write songs to like that would sound cool they would just be fun to listen to and at least for us fun for us really you never know like you don't know a song sucks until you show it to somebody and you go that sucks but in terms of like us we're like well these sound cool they they're keep us occupied um and and then we started playing with rob and we just decided i don't even know if we even talked about it we just kept doing it and now we're here i think it fits for the genre right there's there are yeah there's a lot quite a few um instrumental band it's so weird because because people go i didn't know you're instrumental until i listened to your single and i was like there's never been vocals in any video we've ever like what gave you the indication that we did have vocals um because drug sauna was like let's do acdc covers and i was like okay but uh, <laughs> We'll be really slow with no vocals. I don't know if you're going to figure out that we're playing an ACDC song, but they're like, you know, yeah. vocals? And I'm like, no, did you? Um, so 
it just it just kind of turned out that way. I don't think it was a I want to start a instrumental band. Although, I got my own reasons for playing instrumental music. What's that? Uh, I don't want to interrupt, but for me, playing instrumental music is like, uh, you know, when you listen to a song or read a book, or read a sign or some shit, it's a message, you know, something conveying a message. We're not giving you language, you know, we're giving you just the riffs, the music, and that's like universal language, you know, it's like a painting, you know, take from it. Digest it as you will. I'm not going to tell you how to feel, but I'm going to smack this drum. And you're going to feel it. So there's your. Well, that, that's why. That's why I ask because, like, I, I I never know what the reason behind it is. I mean, is it just like, well, I don't know. We like playing. We couldn't find a singer. We just decided to keep fucking going. Or is it like a conscious decision? Like, there's there's bands that specifically have like this vision of playing long 20 minute no vocal song as like this form of art it's not there's not songs it's music in the form of like this art you know where you have to like feel the music or listen to it at loud volume and feel the vibration of it and meditate to this like loud noise so i was just curious like what was it for you guys going into it was it that deep or was it like no one wanted to sing we were like fuck it you know it could probably be anything in between for, for a lot of instrumental bands i'm assuming it's definitely a bit of both i mean i'm glad rob took two bong hits before you asked that question because his answer came out real good true <laughs> <laughs> everybody talks too much shut up play a fucking instrument learn an instrument you know read a book learn another language like for me, playing music with these guys is like, it's one of my, it's like seriously fucking like an outlet for me, you know? Like I don't have a therapist and shit like that. So like when I fucking play with these guys, I play a certain way that I only play with these guys. You know what I mean? So yeah, every time we play is an experience and we try to do that with our music, whether it be on the record or live, you know, with our lights, with our riffs. And I agree. Same for me. Like I get so stoked when I get so bummed. I actually get more. I get real bummed. Like, oh man, we're not practicing this week. Like, fuck, what am I gonna do? Maybe I'll. Yeah. Um, but uh, it. We don't write. So there's. If you listen to some instrumental bands, will just keep that formula too. And we are starting to break the whole like chorus, verse, chorus, verse, bridge. Like we're our songs are just riffs now that like flow into one another that just we feel will sound cool um, because you could do so much more when you don't have vocals. Cause vocals always take, they take center stage, right? Like they become uh, some bands don't, some bands kind of hide it in the mix, like Bosk, you know, they do like a cool, you know, it's like there, but not there. But for the most part with vocals, they're going to be the forefront and the drum or will have to do something very specific so that like the vocals can take precedent. Like you can't be doing wild shit all the time, but now with instrumental music, like we could just do wild shit. It's like almost free, like jazzy kind of stuff, yeah. um, which is just super fun. And we just started to lean into it. Cause Eric also is like, does noise. Um, he does noise track. He, he's, he has his own like independent, we like just like everybody on Bandcamp, their own independent noise band or whatever. But he is, is quite good. 
<laughs> and so he like we're like let's do noise tracks like let's make this an experience and then rob's uh lighting dude and we're like let's make some lights and stuff that's why it's so funny because i was like i learned about dmx lighting the other day and i asked rob and that started a whole freak out from eric and i was like hey dude what's what's up with dmx lighting and eric's like what are you talking about man it sounds really expensive like <laughs> good where it is right now and i was like uh i'm not talking about tomorrow dude i'm talking about like maybe next year like what are we like here's some cool options that we can do because if we're not gonna sing what are people watching what are they how are they interacting with it right and so let's give them like a whole bunch of sensory experiences yeah what i found and, and i've never been like super into instrumental music and I, I listen to music when i'm working or when i'm driving or when i'm mowing the yard or when i'm working out and their songs, you know, there's four minutes and there's a verse, chorus, verse, and you hear it and it, it makes it feel a certain way or whatever. I don't smoke as much weed as I used to. So it's not very often that I get to just put on headphones and listen to like a 40 minute art piece, you know, but like listening to your EP, it felt like it was just like one piece, mm. you know, I, it was, I, I never heard a switch from this song to this song. And the only time I had to like, change anything was going from side a to side b because i had it in two different files but but for the most part it was like i would just listen to it continuously and i started to kind of get it like for someone that doesn't listen to instrumental music very often i kind of like understood the experience part where this isn't a four minute song that you hear a, an idea in the verse chorus verse thing and it, it's a thing all of it in its own it's like this is an experience mm -hmm. and then i was like well you know, you have to be in the right atmosphere to experience stuff like that. You know, mowing the yard is probably not the best time to listen to a 40 minute sound art <laughs> experience. But if you were at a concert, if you're watching Empty Black live and you had lights and the loud amps and all that kind of shit, like that would be the appropriate time <laughs> to experience it, you know? That, and that's the goal. Um... And we don't, I'll never forget when I saw, I saw Neurosis a, free, a few years ago. And while they do have vocals, they do not talk in between songs. It's a whole, it's start to finish. Like, this is just what we're doing. And we took that very same approach. Like, it's, the songs are going to happen, but we picked the order so that it like, it's a cool ride for you. Um, and that's it. Other, you know noise in between all that stuff unless lewis is drinking in the back our sound guy <laughs> um <laughs> <God damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> oh man. dude we're trying to be cool what are you doing um we had our guy <laughs> shout out to lewis lewis lovely <laughs> Louis yeah, Lovely is our recording engineer. He's the one who recorded our EP. He's also a local guy here. He does our live show whenever we can get him. Whenever we can get him. He's yeah, if, we're, if we're lucky, he's not on tour or something. He'll do he'll do our sound. And then the first it started off super profesh. And they started drinking. Don't do a boy like that. Don't throw. <laughs> no, he's cool. He's cool. We still fuck with him. <laughs> So that's, that's, yeah, that's the goal. Uh, and so now we're just trying to like build on that. So, um, yeah. 
I, I, I'm definitely starting to appreciate it in a different way. I mean, there's lots of bands that, you know, I, I was just reading a book uh, called Electric Wizards that just came out like a month ago. And it's all about heavy music and kind of like an anthology of like, not really like a history, but it, it pinpoints a couple different key moments in like heavy music and, and talks about them and stuff. And it started getting to the point of like drone music and, and, and even talking about like earth and, and ohm and even sleep and stuff like all these and just stuff that I like, I like, you know, I like sleep, but a lot of bands that I just didn't, I couldn't get into. It was just, it was too long and boring and just, I just didn't get it. I just wasn't, I, I don't know. But then I started to kind of like understand the experience part of it. And, you know, me working on a PowerPoint while listening to it is probably not the the right time, you know, and starting to, to understand, like, you have to be in the right mindset or the right environment to kind of to, to hear this kind of stuff. I don't know. I write a lot of papers listening to Bong Ripper. It's pretty like, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, puts you in the right state of mind. We yeah. Our songs aren't that long either um we could easily like do that but i think we kind of just don't we're, we're like this is the pace that works for us this is the length that works for us this is what sounds good um, is there like something you want to accomplish with this is is there like a like an artist statement that you're like going for with this or is it like we you know just heavy music having fun or, or is, is there something that you're trying to accomplish with this kind of stuff I feel like people are always trying to like every time someone like says like you know you guys are an instrumental band yeah you looking for a singer no no <laughs> like and then they proceed to tell me how they can sing for my band and I'm like I said no <laughs> but I think the audacity like like the the what's the word probably like the that's guy. right that's the right word yeah just like shut up and listen i think that's the message shut up and listen like yeah this is we did this yeah Here. well uh, and, and that's why when i when i asked like you're an instrumental instrumental band and, and why i didn't i didn't want to frame it that way to be like why don't you guys have a singer <laughs> because it was clearly like a conscious decision and there's plenty of bands that make make the same decision but it is a curious thing i, I am curious like you know what is the the end game? What, what is there? Is there a reason for it, or is there something you're trying to accomplish with the music being instrumental, as opposed to having lyrics, a very obvious, you know, statement to make? Or is it more subtle than that? You know, without yeah. vote, without lyrics, you know, it has to be a lot more subtle than that, right? Well, I think, and you know, we can use the the our strengths without vocals so much better than we could with vocals. Um, aside from all the cool, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It sounds way more artistic. It, you know, it's, it's just an artistic expression, but it just felt, it feels like it happened organically. Like this doesn't need or shouldn't have vocals. Um, yeah. And it's just evolving. And now it's, now it's like, some of the, a lot of the riffs we're writing are not even in four, four time, which is also as, as we're kind of trying to push the boundaries of the genre a little bit. And it's like getting a little weird and it's pissing Rob off. I'm sure I'll come to practice. I mean, check this out. And he's like, what the fuck is that? No, it's cool. I like it. It's just hard, you know, <laughs> but it's fun to play. It's what makes it cool. Yeah. But and that's what can keep the songs like people like, so like you can, 
you can bob your head to it, but it'll like sound weird to you. I don't know. Like you know, it just yeah. take acid. It'll probably like make it awesome. Well, that's the other thing too, is that it wasn't, it wasn't like I was just hearing instrumental music that was missing vocals. It was, it was, it was entertaining enough on its own. Like I, it, you know, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like there was a song there and they removed the vocals out of it and you still had the same structure of like, this was probably where the chorus was. That was probably where the verse was. It didn't feel like that. It was like its own thing, you know, which I think is important because otherwise you feel like it's lacking vocals. And I never felt like it was lacking vocals, you know? And we also, we get into it too when we play live. I don't know if you've seen any live stuff, but like we, uh, I'd always hated bands that just stood there. And I was like, cool, you played it perfect. I could have listened to the record. Um, I want to see like, are you stoked on the music that you wrote? Like, aren't you hyped about it? Like Rob stands up, he gets all fired up. He, throat, bleeding. Like it's fun. Like have fun. Nobody stands within five feet of us yet, so it's. I'll. I'll, We'll see. Like everybody's scared to come up front. Like, hey, it's it's cool, but you know. To be fair, we did start during COVID and just kind of, you know, been a band since COVID, basically. Yeah. So the live show thing has been a. Few and far between. Well, speaking of live shows, I talked to the band Hot Ram, which is from Atlanta, right? Hell yeah. And they told me, well, they didn't tell me the whole story. I'd like you to tell me the whole story of them changing the pitch on your instruments and you going out there and sounding more like a uh, some sort of country band, they said. Say what? They did that. <laughs> You don't even know what I'm talking about. No. They, they said that they changed the pitch on on at least the guitars. Yeah, Eric wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, his guitar's always out of tune. <laughs> All right, I thought that that was going to be a good story, and you guys don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Motherfuckers! They did what? They did what? <laughs> changed the pitch. I was like, do we have pitch shifters? Or did they- <laughs> How do you pitch a shift? Yeah, they shifted away. They shifted D D tune your guitars. They did nothing. No, man, I'm all right. (laughs) Gonna edit this part out. All right. And Eric's guitar is always out of tune. (laughs) One's in tune, one's out of tune. So we didn't even notice. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Or that setting is probably still on, and we don't even know how to turn it off. And now it just sounds normal. They got damn pitch shifters. Uh, I do have a question um, from our our guest. Um, I, have, I have a Patreon, and uh, you can basically buy a question and ask a question during the podcast for about ten bucks a question. So we have one today for you guys, and I'll play it now. Ten bucks. for Empty Black on the Slightly Fuzz podcast. My question today is, what's it like getting venues in Atlanta? Is the rock scene there more prominent than the hip-hop? It's a question I'd like to know. I've been to Atlanta personally, and in my own opinion, I see a lot of hip-hop and trap-related artists there. It'd be interesting to know if the rock scene was just as prominent. Thank you. Have a great day. Oh. Rob's well, the guy. Ask Rob, yeah. 
Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, that was there's easy. a lot of cool shit going on. There's, I mean, places like the Masquerade and the Earl and Five Two Nine have like they've been having some of the you know some of the the best bands through here. So the supporting local scene is pretty good. Uh, and then you got the Mastodon guys who you know run our practice space, and they're just they're they're at all shows. They're out here supporting the local scene too. And they have their own uh, practice space that you guys rent from. Yeah, I think uh, some some of the guys run our uh, Ember City where we have our rehearsal space. Oh, cool. We share a space with our buddies from Order of the Owl. Uh, it's a cool spot. It's a cool spot to be. Bill shows up. He's like, hey, you guys got a beer? And we're like, hey, Bill from Mastodon. <laughs> like, yeah, man. You want What kind you want? <laughs> oh, yeah? Also, can you fix the chirping from the fire thing? Like, you haven't fixed that yet? He's like, oh, where's it going from? Like, Yeah, so that's, that's kind of cool, you know? Do you think it's still, it's still definitely a, a hip-hop town, though, yeah? Uh... I mean, it depends where you hang out. There's, it's, I don't, you know, it uh, depends where you go and what night of the week it is, really. Because, like I said, even those venues that I mentioned, uh, they they have all kinds of shows, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of surprising how, how many bands that are maybe bigger, I guess is the word to use that we like don't realize sometimes um like dudes that rob knows uh like cloak <laughs> is from here and withered is from like all these like death metal bands. i don't even know i think because we have like <clears throat> he's a like rocking metal scene but i think we have different metal scenes here and that's what it feels like to me like we have like a bigger death metal scene i would probably say than um than anything although order of the owl who we share practice space with is like pretty pretty large doom band they've been long, around for a long time um but i think the death metal scene is is like i always see those death metal dudes walking around that's a long hair and shirts i can't read so um i wanted to cross over because like that's that's the idea like i'll play with anybody like, it doesn't have to all it's boring for all the bands to sound the same that's no fun um, yeah also there's a booker amos rifkin he's he's like a major uh heavy talent booking agent here too so we have a lot of people coming through here but getting booked out of here too so there's a lot going on but like rob said you could you could hit five different venues on any night and it will be uh, and the masquerade is three different venues three different stages so then like seven options really yeah um I've I've been one of the sound guy there sound guys there for a while, uh, and so part of what I love about working I haven't worked there in a minute but what I loved about working there was going out to the courtyard where uh, all these three shows people come outside to smoke and get air and shit and it's all in the same courtyard so you'll have three completely different shows you'll have a death metal show and like a fucking goth night across. And like Caribbean fucking soca dance night on the other one, and everyone's outside hanging out, <laughs> like, you know, 
mingling in the courtyard. This is, so when I first moved here, I went to a black metal show for this band called Dark Funeral. They're from Sweden. Uh, and, you know, the whole like classic black metal, like what you think about when you think black metal, like, right, big, like spikes and, and corpse paint and all that stuff. So I'd only been here for, I don't know, a couple of months, moved from Vegas. And my wife and I got in the park, got out of the car in the parking lot. And we looked around and we saw a bunch of people wearing like white and black paint, like corpse paint. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking, yeah, <laughs> metal show. <laughs> but we got closer and they were juggalos, right? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, wait a minute, are juggalos into black metal in the South? I'm so confused. What is happening? But no, the black metal show was at this part of the masquerade and ICP and Twisted were playing over there. And Rob was probably doing down for that show. And and those two groups did not get along well together. Yeah. I was very confused. Oh, there's a lot of paint. I don't know which show this paint is going to. A lot of black and white paint. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I got my own feelings on ICP shows. <laughs> I'd imagine that you. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't hear a lot of people talking about going to Atlanta for big shows, but you're like the biggest airport in the world. So I'd imagine you get the biggest bands coming through. It's yeah. gotta be a hub for a lot of that stuff, right? Yeah, especially people. You know, people going from Florida up, or going floor, from Florida, from Louisiana, or from. Alabama or Tennessee, North Carolina. It's pretty well connected to all those places, you know. Yeah. It's a big pivot point for yeah, any direction that you're going in. And yeah, any major tour that we see is booked is usually see an Atlanta date. Yeah. On there. Yeah. I guess I don't really pay attention necessarily, but well, you don't live in Atlanta, so you're not like, hey, I'm gonna go to this show in yeah. Atlanta. When I live in <laughs> Chicago, it's also coming here. I, yeah, I'm a couple hours from Chicago still, and the company I used to work for for like seven years had a headquarters in Atlanta, so I'd go there like twice a year. You know, we never got to do a whole lot of fun stuff, but went there quite a bit. You get to go to World Coke. Atlanta's a cool little town. I mean, it's like not a little town; it's a city with like kind of small town vibes, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, depending on scene but here in the east side with the you know with the music scene the local venues and bar scene here it's like pretty pretty close-knit pretty cool community we're playing up the street from rob's house in december we're pretty stoked at a brewery yeah it's gonna be awesome they have this roll-up door and they fucking open up like to the street so everybody on that street is going to hear us, whether they like it or not. <laughs> yeah. It's a free show. So like all the people that are like, maybe I'll come, will totally show up to a free show. Right. Yeah. And we got some touring guys on coming on that show. It's going to be sick. We got uh, Lair. Lair from uh, Virginia and Doomsday Prophet from North Carolina. We've been talking with those dudes. Yeah. yeah. I know I know Doomsday Prophet. I had a couple yeah. conversations with them. Yeah. We uh, were supposed to play with them in November um, with Cosmic Reaper. Cosmic Reaper invited us to play our first show in, in North Carolina. So we still owe them a show, but we canceled a bunch of shows because of COVID. Um, it was mostly me because I have a nine month old and I, you know, she can't be, it's a really a difficult way to protect her. And I've worn a mask at our shows and stuff, but we're just trying to be 
like do the right thing. Uh, everybody was super understanding. Most everybody. Uh, we're cool. We're cool now. We're cool now. But um, so it's it's cool that we're gonna get to play with them. Um, and then Rob's friends, Dead Lake, are gonna open, which is cool because they're not the same as us, which is what I want. Like I want shows to be a little something for everybody because then who, how do you ever reach people beyond the people that like what you already play? Like the, right. play the other bands. Yeah. I feel like you guys could probably go in and out of some of these different genres a little bit, especially without vocals, because a lot of times that's kind of the, the sign of like your black, <laughs> your black metal, your death metal, your what, you know? So without that, I mean, people are just like, you're heavy, you're in. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You could mosh to it. You could get. You could like get stone and drone and just throw up to it or do it. Yeah. <laughs> Bump it in your van. Bump it in your van. <laughs> if, if it runs, or if it doesn't run, you if it doesn't run. run in your van. Radio works, man. <laughs> Be a lot cooler if it did, huh? <laughs> All right, you guys want to do? Uh, you want to do the fuzz round now? Sure. Rob will tell you about his van, though. We got this cool van for our band. But Do you want to talk about your van? I'll listen to the van stories. But it's sick. <laughs> what do you guys say about my van? <laughs> I love the vans, man. Tell my van is taking me across the country twice. Well, well, once across and then back. So I guess it counts as once. Twice. It still counts as twice. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know... It's an, old, it's an old machine. A lot of parts. Parts wear out. It is what it is. It's a life. It's a lifestyle choice. What kind of van is this? You got a big, like, dragon on the outside of it? Or you got the little, like, circle window? Or what kind of van is this? It's a 1988 Chevy G10 shorty uh, with 100-spoke chrome Dayton rims. <laughs> uh, swapped out the front end with, like, jeep headlights and an old chevy truck grill just goofy shit like wood paneling and shag carpet i was, I, yeah, I was gonna say you got shag carpet in there swivel seats nice. nice i don't have yeah i have a uh, uh triangle bubble windows and cool. the side door no longer is a sliding door it's now a it's a bowling door like uh like a delorean yeah <laughs> like goes up yeah. Oh shit! That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And color changing LED headlights. <laughs> yeah. You know that van. That van is like. That's fucking a lot of my just just like it's it's not it's a, it's a turd that I've it's polished, but that's my turd, you know. Yeah. <laughs> when shit breaks on it, I'm like, ah, fuck! I was getting to that, and now I gotta now now I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to fix that. Like some That's people awesome. get mad at their cars, like, oh, it's a lemon, but it's like, no, like that shit broke because it's fucking nineteen eighty-eight. Was that 30, 40 years old? Jesus. Yeah. I don't know, something like that. But Shane said he was gonna get a van too. Did he get his van yet? I don't know, man. Is he about this life? I don't know if he's about this life. I think he said he was gonna get a van. I think he said so, but I don't know how you run a record label and fix a van all the goddamn time. But yeah, you can, you know, not with that attitude. <laughs> 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 
I thought he was just going to wear a thong and live in the woods anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm ready. <laughs> when you lose all your Bitcoins and the, <laughs> and the fucking Skynet crashes, when the system goes down, I still have my uh, my gas guzzling dinosaur cars. I think gas a gas crisis is a part of all that, though, so we'll see. <laughs> Mad Max. I'm pretty sure that's the... Do you have a like a tape deck in that thing, or, or how do you listen to music in there? In the van, no, it's got it's got Bluetooth and you know CD and all that shit. You, you made some some upgrades to this thing, huh? Yeah, it's got two twelve inch subs and six five nice. in the back and the wall. It's pretty yeah. sick. I like it. The tapes are back, man. Look, we got them. Where is it? There yeah, boom. Yeah. Oh, Dude, very cool. Yeah. Where'd you get that? Let me get one. I got tapes. I got tapes and test presses. Dude, come, come over, pop the trunk. Let me get some of them tapes, boy. <laughs> I do have a tape deck in my 82 S10 truck. So. The S10. Pop that yeah. in the S10. Shane paid for the tapes. I don't think we can give them away the way you give away shirts, though. I think we have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that anymore, I promise. <laughs> I got one of those shirts. You did, but that was an uh, official raffle. You wasn't. Uh, we played a show with Heavy Temple, and we left. And Rob Bay <laughs> with the merch, and got drunk and gave everybody shirts. I was real <laughs> friendly that night, man. It's <laughs> called marketing. Yeah, and then he, like, he texts us. He's like, "Hey guys, I might. I'll help out with the next batch because I might have given away like ten shirts last night, but I don't really remember." And I'm it like, was like seven, I think. And then I opened our merch thing, and I was like, oh, cool, heavy temple hat and shirt and sticker pack. I was like, did you trade? Did you trade? <laughs> yeah, we did. Worth it. Not, you know. Did you enjoy your I also, I also bought some shit, you know. Like we, we, like, bought each other. It was cool. We were supporting each other. Did you like your shirt, Ryan? I did. It's, it's definitely the most, like, metal-looking shirt that I own now at this point. Sweet. But it's yeah. soft. It's very soft, yeah. That's the most important thing, right? I get so pissed when I find cool shirts and they're not yeah. soft. Dude, these these that. slightly fuzz baseball tees that I that I got, soft as fuck, man. <laughs> Hashtag soft as fuck. Hashtag soft yeah. as fuck. Soft as fuck. Metal band tees on heavy cotton that tear up your nipples. Like, get the fuck out of here with that. The worst. I hate that you got. What is this, man? We yeah. can be metal and be comfortable. Well, there's like, there's no flex to those shirts either. Like I bend over once and now it's all stretched out. Like it's all stretched out by like nine in the morning. Come on. <laughs> I hate like the t-shirts that I got. Like they're like cool ass t-shirts that I love, but the like the print, but the actual cut of the shirt is like weird. So it's like a crop top or it's like a boxy sleeves <laughs> yeah. and shit. It's yeah. like some bootleg shirt. Like I've got a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt that I love, but it's like kind of fits me like a little kid shirt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and like I can really tell, especially if I've been drinking a lot. I got a beer belly going. I'm like, oh man, I can't wear this shirt right now. It's a little <laughs> belly shirt. I got a little coat. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Get the All right, let's let's do this fuzz round thing here. All right. I hope we're good at it. <laughs> 
right. Just so you get an idea, I know you guys have seen some of the covers, but I'll, just so you get an idea, I'm going to show you ones that I did here. Pussy Slayer. <laughs> I'm going to show you uh, some some images, and you, you got to come up with something funny for an album cover. All right. So that's one that I did. I forgot to sacrifice. I did that one. All right. First one. Ready? So we're doing an album cover? Yeah. That sucks. Because I'm like, the whole time I'm thinking, when, you, <laughs> when you're when you stranded in space and can't stand the person you're with. Gals. There you go. But uh, <laughs> that's not an album cover, really. Oh, it's all right. You can turn that into something. Like you want like a band name or what? Oh, whatever you want. You got a funny band name or a funny album title? So far, off to a good start. No, I thought, I thought yours worked. I thought yours worked. Damn, I suck at this game. All right, we'll, we'll move on to the next one. Here's an easy one. Oh, yeah. That, I'm pretty sure that is a Cannibal Corpse cover, isn't it? <laughs> Diamond, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> uh, am I supposed to name this? Uh, yeah, name it. Come up with an album title or a band name, either. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> band, yeah, the band is Baby Doll, and it's like a it's like a Rat Girl band, right? From the nineties. That that would that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. It's in my um, um, Pretty Little Princess. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> Mommy's Pretty Little Princess. <laughs> I shouldn't have fucked that sheep. <laughs> there we go. Now we're getting the spirit. <laughs> is that Tom? Uh, uh, is that is Freddie got fingered? <laughs> <laughs> Where is he standing? <laughs> It's got to be a grease. Like, I want to look metal as fuck, but I like the French Riviera. Yeah, I was going to say, but I'm on vacation right now. But I'm also hungry. Red in the braid. Like, didn't you get the memo, dude? Like, black or nothing. (laughs) Hungry for riffs. Hungry for (laughs) riffs. Oh, that's Casey from Order of the Owl. Uh, um, there's that band mama doom right this dude is papa doom for sure papa doom papa doom but he's like so serious i needed two skulls (laughs) that dude does magic in his spare time for sure yeah, it kind of looks like he's about to do magic trick with those. He's guys. about to do magic. Like it's like Chris Angel. Yeah. Everybody wants some. <laughs> Want some too. <laughs> Everybody wants some by Van Halen. I know one. Very nice. <laughs> 
I love the flat affect. He's like, they just, oh, all right. Oh, <laughs> 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 I have a lot of questions about this the scarecrow tattoo. <laughs> also, uh, some Chinese symbols on his forearm. Super, yeah. Also, some tits on his other one. Tits. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, I like comics and I like hentai porn, but I also like classic. Uh, Sailor Jerry tattoos uh, pierce my nipples two different <laughs> ways, and I got a Santa Claus on one chest. Yeah, Santa Claus. It could be a self-portrait. <laughs> it, could be, it could be a self-portrait. Maybe that's what the title of the album is, right? Maybe this is the solo album, right? <laughs> is that a portrait a, of me. This is who I am. Is that portrait of me. Ready to fuck. Ready. <laughs> that's a good one. Ready to fuck. Hold on. Is he getting the earplug? What's happening? No, man. He's just vibing. Oh, I see it. See the camera down below? He's one of those scumbag photographers that like, like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, I like to shoot models at my house, like Boudreaux shoots, you know? Like, yeah, he's like, take your shirt off. I'll take mine off. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this guy's on a back page ad for sure. Oh, that's what Eric Robbie Rob would sound like. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Rob, yeah. Uh, it looks like Tom DeLong in the middle. That's true. <laughs> Something about fighters. <laughs> this band's called Eric Robbie Rob for Eric sure. Eric Robbie Rob, that is that's a good one. Um, I think we should just call every album "Ready to Fuck." Ready to fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, Are they playing a bathroom? Like, this is, this is uh, <laughs> chili fries before the show. <laughs> that band could be called Chili Fries. I that would make sense because they're play. They look like corn, right? So they're chili fries. Chili fries in a cool font. I'd wear that on a shirt. Yep. All right, bonus round. This is the bonus round. Last one. Ready? Oh! oh. <laughs> hey, man, that's pretty cool. Where you get that? <laughs> Look at that. That's the brutalist thing. People we get a lot of questions about the artwork that we chose. Oh, yeah? And our title. They're like, why is it so metal? And you're not like, you don't sound like that. I'm like, why do we have to sound like what the artwork is? Like, what is it, I guess they think we're a death metal band when you look at it. Yeah. But uh, I thought you were gonna do a a version of this, and it was just gonna be a bunch of dicks in space. I I have a version ready, but I'm gonna <laughs> post it after I post the podcast. Oh, okay. Or maybe maybe before your your uh, your album actually comes out. I don't know, but I got one ready for you guys. Okay, sick. <laughs> I like it. Rob was like, we want like bones and stuff. And I was like, yeah. Like you're lost in that was the that's the concept of the album. Like if you listen to it, like being stranded in space for a long time, that's kind of the whole now go listen to it again and see if you figure that out. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get on another level, I think. Get get on Rob's level, I think. There you go. Get on Rob's level. <laughs> get on my level, man. It's like I'm just hitting drums, man. Feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Everyone should 
fucking find that thing, you know? I'm surprised the fact that I don't smoke weed never came up. I thought I was going to get yelled at for that. By me? Yeah. It, 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 the question, like, how do you play this? Eric, Eric always is like, it's so weird to me that you like this music, but you don't smoke weed. And I was like, well, I don't feel like they are the same. <laughs> you have to do that to do. Yeah. This. Here's, that's the thing though. I was like, I got, I got two little kids now and I got a full-time job and like, I like smoking weed, but I, I, I almost like forget to at this point, it's just like two, three, four months go by and I go, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't smoked anything in a long time. When Rob had COVID, he was like, man, I can't do anything. I'm just locked up in my house. Can't even smoke any weed. Couldn't even smoke weed. You couldn't even get your dealer to stop by. No, I mean I had weed. I just I fucking had COVID. My lungs were working. Oh, you shit. had COVID. Oh, you literally had COVID. Oh, yeah. I gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I went probably like a month without smoking weed, which is like thirty days longer than I'm used to at a time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Back to practice. And he's like, oh, man, all this weed is old. But uh, Eric's like, can I have it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, it's like brown. It's like crumbly. He's like, still still getting a little high. He's like, he's so I gave him like the whole thing. I was like, I don't even want this, dude. Like, <laughs> This is like the hilarious. This is what makes him funny. Because he'll be like, coming to practice, be like, I brought some weed. I'll, hey, Rob, I brought some weed. <laughs> and we send him. We send emojis of the salt bay because he brings like a sprinkle. Like, just <laughs> so we're like, hey man, you gonna bring a sprinkle? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's old school, man. He walks. He's got his little dugout, you know. Um, he's a little more old school, more old fashioned. I get it. We're gonna have to get Eric on the next one to defend himself. I think, but <laughs> nah, he's, he will agree with this. We say all this stuff to his face. <laughs> he's like i like to be mysterious and i was like yeah it's also because you don't like technology <laughs> have you ever seen, you ever seen phil hartman as the caveman lawyer in snl yeah a long time ago but yeah i send him pictures of that all the time where he's like your world friends and confuses me i'm just a caveman <laughs> like this <laughs> yeah for sure you guys caveman riffs though that he does oh, well. That's all that's important. He sent me. He sent me two while we were doing this. Hell yeah! Oh yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Is like we 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 have been in lockdown so long. We just wrote. We've had so we have so many songs. So we what's just, next then for you guys? You gonna get back in the studio? You gonna try to play some more shows first, or what are you thinking? Well, we got what one show booked right now. Mm. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to putting out this EP and like getting ready to show off what uh, we like the other songs we have up our sleeve so far mm-hmm. and start moving on to the next one. You know, this whole process was fun as shit and I'm just eager. But, you know, everybody's got their own life. There's a lot going on. Everybody's got shit going on. So we and we, we hit it at the pace that we can. But. Definitely want to show what we've been working on. You got the music changing, changing at all, or keeping with the same same pace as the, the EP, or what do you guys? It's, uh... it's uh, 
it's keeping with it, I think, but also like there's some uh there's some flavors of some new shit that we haven't done on like on on those four songs on our EP, you know. Yeah. And also even now we recorded those songs how long has it been? Like uh the beginning of this year? Like Yeah, it's been six months at least. Beginning of springtime. Yeah. And uh I feel like even since then we've played our first couple shows and that's kind of changed how I we even play the songs a little bit. Mm-hmm. So like if you see us today or hear us today playing the same songs, they're slightly different, you know, or they're played the same songs, but they're play I play them slightly different. I know I do, mm-hmm. and I think they're better in my opinion, but like so definitely eager to show off what we've been doing, but to but to do it right, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I mean at this point the world's just kind of dictating what we do. We we um we we are gonna start playing. I've I've been trying to reach out to some people. We would like to play do like a tour maybe sometime in the late spring, early summer, something like that. Um and we're just making connections with with bands and and writing as as many songs. We're uh inadvertently headlining in December. I think it just kind of worked out that way. So we're gonna try to bring out some more songs that we have. Um, we're working on lighting a lot. They're just talking about it uh, much to the disgruntled Eric, but uh, I, we think it's really important. It makes it, you know, we played with heavy temple. Uh, they liked the, the music, but the thing that they said to us was like, it was really smart of you guys to like bring, like bring your own lights, like control all aspects of what you're going to look like. Cause you just never know. Yeah. Um, so think about those types of things. Um, I would like to record, but I'd like to record a full length. So we're, we're hoping maybe the EP and doing some shows and stuff like that, maybe get some attention to some other people. But I mean, either way, I'd love to work with Shane again, because he's been nothing but awesome to us. Um, and we're loyal people. So if he wants to do something, I would, I would work with him over other, you know, I wouldn't jump ship or anything like that. We just, you know, the purpose of working with labels is to really just help us get our music out. It doesn't matter the platform. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we like to put in our own work. I don't want to leave it up to somebody else. So that's, that's how you end a sentence. You just say, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I'm looking forward to whatever you guys do next. And uh, by the time this drops, the EP will be out. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. We did it finally. <laughs> right on. Anything else you want to plug? Follow you guys on Instagram. Oh yeah. Do that. Go grab the record. Oh, we're on yeah, Twitter too. Instagram. Uh, EmptyBlackDoom.com, right? Uh, EmptyBlackDoom on Instagram. That's where you'll see that, you know, you get the link to our website, to our store to whatever shows we got going on, uh, whatever stupid memes we were posting that day. So Grab some t-shirts to make up for the ones Rob gave away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got some cool-ass new merch, you know. We got two new shirt designs. We got free stickers with every order. We got that sick fucking Black Flag Rip sticker. <laughs> there you go. And the eyes, those are those are big-ass stickers, too. They're good quality. Yeah, those look big. Yeah. Here's, now you can tell. Next to my head. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah hit us up uh empty black doom on instagram and uh yeah come see the show if you can come see us in atlanta we're playing december 12th sabbath here in east atlanta cool right on well thanks for being here you guys appreciate your time thank you buddy all right talk later